Hello everyone, I'm your host Chloe Madeline and welcome to the Behind Her Mind podcast. Here we deep dive on all things health, fitness, lifestyle and everything in between. The intention is to inspire, to entertain and to empower. Join me as I unpack life and navigate my 20s all whilst trying to live a purpose-driven, authentic, real and unfiltered life full of the highs, the lows, the yeses and the noes. If you're ready to chat the inner workings of a 20-something's mind, you're in the right place. Let's get chatting. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is episode number two. I genuinely am very happy to be here. I didn't even, like, think... I don't know. It's it's such a crazy thing because you just don't think anyone this is gonna sound really bad you just don't think anyone cares but like I listen to so many podcasts and it's hard to like think of me as the person I'm listening to if that makes sense so like I this is purely a passion project I don't need anything to come from it I don't necessarily have this major life vision that I'm gonna like be a podcaster and that's like all I'm gonna do with my life it's just a passion project and if one person listens to it fantastic if 10 people listen to it fantastic if I can literally just influence one person to change something in their life for the better or to want to do something that they want to do or to take on a passion project themselves or whatever it may be fantastic like I just I genuinely don't have any high expectations I guess you could say so speaking of that I just wanted to thank everyone for the love over the past week since I released episode one I have got some good tips and tricks to implement. I've got some feedback on my first episode. Honestly, we're just, it's a work in progress. We're learning as we go. As I said in the first episode, I literally had to learn how to use GarageBand and I don't even know if there's any, like there's probably better ways to do this. I had to bloody cut out 557 ums that I said in that first episode. I had to like learn the sound tips and tricks and even there's just like little things from the first episode that I'm trying to get better with as the um, episodes go uh for instance there were situations in the last episode where you could clearly tell that I was sitting say a centimeter from the microphone and then I must have moved back so I'm sitting like 15 centimeters from the microphone and I'm trialing different rooms in the house to see which one has better sound and just like little things here and there that I'm just going to be learning as we go. I'm learning audio. I'm learning all the tips and tricks. I'm trying to get the microphone to be in the correct position. I'm learning how to edit. I am doing all the things and it will just become better and better as I release each episode. So again, thank you to everyone that reached out to me. I really do appreciate all the messages and I really appreciate the constructive criticism or feedback, if you will. Uh, So weekly recap, let's start off with segment one of my episode. Uh, Last week, not a whole lot happened in my world. Very uneventful, very mundane, I guess you could say, in a good way. Uh, First week, post-sickness, and I still kind of feel like I'm somewhat recovering in a way. It wasn't COVID, although I don't quite know, touch wood, how I have managed to escape COVID since COVID became a thing. Uh, I have literally zero immune system my immune system does not work the way it should work so for me to have not 
positively tested to COVID over three years is a bloody miracle. Uh, But I still feel like I'm coming back from like fatigue. Like I just feel like, I mean, it's probably not sickness related per se. It's probably just the fact that I obviously rested my body whilst I was sick. And yeah, so I've just gone straight back into training five days a week, working five days a week, doing all the things I was doing prior. And my body is just probably like, holy shit, you've just gone from zero to a hundred in a week and we're just not coping. So anyways, worked Monday to Thursday, had Friday off. So I did lie. I did not work five days a week last week, but I worked four days. And besides that, not a whole lot happened in my world. I went out for dinner on Saturday night with my partner in his family, froze my little ass off because I thought I could just wear a cropped t-shirt and jeans out at the Sunshine Coast in the open windy air. So that was a very very rookie error on my behalf. And then besides all that, I guess this week for me, or sorry, this past week for me has been about reassessing certain aspects of my life, kind of like working out where I'm at, where I want to be, what my options are. And I know that that's very vague and I don't want to be one of those people that are like, I've got something coming. It's in the works. Spoiler, won't let you know until it's happening. But like, telling you a little bit about it now. It's nothing to do with you guys per se. It's all about me. I just think I really took this week to kind of work out what I want and work out how I can get what I want and what I need to do to get there. And it's to do with my bodybuilding ventures and just my pathway to season B 2024 Uh, So I am hopeful that over the next couple of weeks, I will implement some things, some different things, make some changes, get my little ass into gear and just kind of really set myself up for a good improvement season leading into when prep begins for me. My major problem when it comes to just making my mind up about something or making a change in my life or anything like that is that I feel guilt so easily for things that I should not feel guilty for. I it's, it's just like my number one go-to feeling when I'm trying to make a change in my life. And it's so ridiculous. Like it really does hold me back from certain things. But I am very aware of it, which I think is obviously the first step to trying to overcome that feeling and essentially just realizing that the guilt that I'm feeling is irrational and the rational side of me should be doing what's best for me, if that makes sense. So yeah, that has been my past week, literally just working, training, eating, sleeping and repeat. Uh, High of the week, honestly, just being healthy for the week. Like it really sucks to be sick. And obviously you just take for granted how healthy you are before you get sick. So my high of the week was being healthy. I no longer have a cough. I have my voice back. I feel a lot better, even though I feel a little bit fatigued still. I was able to train like I was prior to being sick and I just felt overall better. And my low of the week, I actually don't think I had anything majorly low that happened during my week, but I think it was my week was super mundane. And I don't mean mundane in a negative way. I just mean very structured, do A, B, C, D and repeat every single day. But I guess the low of the week is I feel like at the moment I want to do a lot of things. I have a lot going on. I have my online coaching. I have the podcast now. I have my university studies. I have full-time work. I have 
all the things happening at once and I just feel like I don't have enough hours in the day. So I had all these grand plans post sickness to like get back on track and like get my content creation out and, you know, record some podcasts so that I'm a bit ahead and structure out my university study for the semester and all these things. And I just feel like I didn't tick my to-do list off to the extent that I wanted to. So I just feel like my low of the week is that there's not 293 hours in the day. There's only 24 and eight of those I sleep. So that is literally the only low I could think of. And I think that's a great thing if that is my low. So moving right along, we are going to get straight into the body of this episode. Today's episode is a Q&A. I reached out to my socials, both my personal and my podcast Instagram, and I popped up a question box and a anonymous question box, just because I know some people don't like to put their name or face to the question. Um, And I got quite a few questions and I have picked out 10 I don't know if I'll get to all 10 because I don't want to be sitting here chatting to you guys for two hours. And I also know that my voice won't hold up for that length of time. Um, So I've picked out 10 and we're just going to make our way through the list and I'm going to answer your questions. I do firstly want to say thank you to everyone that popped in some questions. I really do appreciate it, especially because without these questions, this episode wouldn't have happened. So thank you in advance. First question was what were your biggest takeaways from your prep and I'm gonna make that preps plural because I've done three technically and I think I took away something from each one uh so my first prep as I said I think in my first episode I did my first ever bodybuilding prep I started at the end of 2019 and it got to about May mm, scratch that March 2020 when COVID happened So my show was cancelled, but I might have started at about 28 weeks out and I think I got to about six weeks out. I think in my first prep, I was very naive. Like I knew no better. I hadn't spoken to a lot of people that had prepped before. I didn't follow a lot of people that had prepped before. The only like insight into a bodybuilding prep I had was my coach at the time, his bodybuilding prep. And obviously I watched his show in 2019 and that kind of just sparked my interest. But I don't think I had the same introduction to bodybuilding as a lot of people would have. I didn't follow any bodybuilders. I didn't, I had no idea who Chris Bumstead was or Ronnie Coleman was. I had no idea what the different federations were. I didn't know what a competition prep entailed. I I was very naive. I All I knew was that there was a federation called WBFF and it looked really cool to do and I needed a challenge and I just watched my coach do it, which meant I know, I knew that he could prep me through it. I'd spoken to him about it. He'd prepped other people and I was just like, you know what, let's just do it. So I was very naive. I didn't know any better and I guess I was almost robotic in a sense. Like everything I, everything I felt, everything I experienced, everything I did I just thought was the normal of a bodybuilding prep like I I just knew no different my biggest takeaway from that particular prep was to have a post-show plan I despite COVID had COVID not happened and had I actually made it to stage I didn't have a post-show plan I didn't know what I was doing post-show I didn't have anything planned for the future in terms of competing I didn't have any idea what a post-show entailed. I hadn't spoken to my coach about it. I hadn't, I don't even think I knew what a reverse was. I didn't know what a recovery diet was. I, again, I was just naive. 
Uh, So my biggest takeaway from that prep was to have a post-show plan. I guess my other takeaway from that prep, and I guess hindsight is a great thing, is that I definitely wasn't ready to compete. I in no way, shape or form had the muscularity to compete even at the bikini category level. Uh, Obviously, I am now wellness, so I do have a bit more muscularity, but I just didn't have it back then. Uh, Speaking of muscularity, I literally had only been in the gym for like 18 months and six of those months were structured and the first 12 months were not. So I just, I didn't think basically. I was just like, I'm going to do a comp and I decided to prep and that was that. I also didn't spend the time building my calories up, setting myself up well for a comp prep. I just all in all was naive, had no idea and just was like, I'm going to do this. Let's do this. So that was my takeaway from the first prep. I did learn a lot. I learned probably more about myself in my rebound and I definitely did rebound more than I did in the actual prep itself. But moving on to my second prep, I decided to prep again in late 2020, I believe, or perhaps early 2021. It was to compete season B 2021. And I guess what I learned from that prep or what my takeaway from that prep was that I was probably still too naive to prep. I was still rushing the process in a sense. And I guess I had this thought in my mind that I was kind of unfinished because I didn't get to finish that first prep. So I was like, what can I do as soon as possible to finish this goal? So I did have a better starting point. I had more muscularity. I had a better base all round, but I just rushed the process purely because I had felt unfinished. I also didn't put in 110% because, I mean, I could have and I should have and It was simply just a decision I could have made and should have made, but I didn't. But from the get-go, when I started that prep, there was the potential that my show was going to be cancelled again, and the potential was there from the get-go. So I think having that lingering thought in the back of my mind whilst I was prepping, it was almost like, well, there's a chance that this is not even going to go ahead. So if it doesn't go ahead, me not putting in 110% isn't really going to matter because I'm not going to make it to stage anyways which is the completely wrong mindset to have. And I obviously know that now. So that was the takeaway from that prep was to just not rush the process, to just realize that I was literally only 22 at the time. I had all the time in the world and I really didn't need to prep again. Um, And then my most recent prep, the biggest takeaways I took from that is that mindset is literally everything. Everything you do and anything you do in a prep is genuinely only as hard as you make it out to be. For example, I think my steps might have got to maybe like 16 to 18,000 K a day potentially. And I could have gone and got my steps with the mindset of it is what it is. I've got to tick the box. This is all being done for the greater good of my goal. Or I could go into those steps with the mindset of, I can't believe I have to do 18,000 steps. This is going to be such a drag. This is going to be so boring. I could be doing other things. I'd rather be sleeping. And I guess it's the same action. You're behaving the same way, but the difference is the mindset. Had I gone into doing those steps with the first mindset, it would have been super easy. It's just a matter of doing it 
I wouldn't have felt as terrible had I done it with the second mindset. The two hours would have felt like four hours. It would have dragged. I would have wishing would have been wishing I was doing something else. So, th- I mean, that's just a super basic example. But my takeaway is that mindset is everything. My other takeaway from that prep is that I always, always, always have to remember that my view of myself is very skewed, especially at the tail end of a prep. I remember just thinking all the things that normal competitors feel at the especially at the end of prep and you just kind of like you can't see yourself the way that other people see you because you firstly see yourself every day so even in an off season like you can't see the progress you're making day in day out whereas someone that maybe only sees you once every three weeks would be able to see the difference I really struggled and really got in my own head and felt all the feelings that most people feel like I'm not going to be ready in time I'm not lean enough I don't have the muscularity I look really small I look really flat etc etc so I just think I have a lot of mindset work to do and I know for my future preps where I can do better and where I can be better and I guess every time you do a prep the next prep is only that 1% better because you just have the experience and you have the knowledge and you have just that ability to improve upon that one thing or those 10 things. The other takeaway from my most recent prep, and I guess I haven't been able to implement this as of yet because I haven't prepped again, but my training suffered and it was only a result of my choice and my decision I, my intensity lacked and I found that I was playing the victim card to the lack of energy and to how I was feeling. And what I mean by that is that as you go through prep, your energy lessens, how you're feeling worsens, etc. And as that was worsening or decreasing, my training intensity and my effort towards my training and all of that was also decreasing and worsening whereas I should have approached my training in a different way completely my major I mean I wouldn't say major because there's probably other major goals but one of my biggest goals for next prep is to maintain my training intensity throughout the entirety of the prep is to always be pushing for more and to be expending energy and to be aiming to increase my output and to not suffer based on my lack of energy or my lack of motivation or drive or whatever it may be. I just want to kind of remove my ability to play the victim card and just not play the victim card. Like it's as simple as that. I think as a result of the way that I approached my training and prep, I really, really, really lost my love for training and it took months post prep to get that back. And even now I feel like I've only really just implemented my love for training again and I'm what like eight months post comp now so I just think I think everything stems back to mindset and like that self-development work and where you're at in life and all those kinds of things and I just think my next prep is going to be so much better like I sit here and I just think there's so many aspects to my next prep that are going to be so good and so much better and so much quote-unquote easier to deal with and just things that I wish I'd done in my first second and third prep but I'm going to be doing them in my fourth prep and every single prep I do is just a learning curve for the next prep and obviously 
I'm only 24. I've got decades left in this game. So it's just, it's just going to get better and better every single time. And I'm genuinely looking forward to my next prep. And speaking of that, I'm eight months post comp now, and it's probably only been the last two or so weeks that I have been watching all the girls get ready for the WBFF show in five weeks time. And I kind of feel a bit of FOMO. Uh, I am just really keen to start prep myself. And although I've got, I'm trying not to like wish for the next phase or wish for the next season of my life, because when I'm in prep, I'll be wishing for the improvement season. So I'm just trying to enjoy the now, but I'm very, very, very excited for my next prep. So that makes me happy to be finally back in that kind of headspace. And I feel like I can now use that excitement and that like me looking forward to that as a bit of drive to like really, really push this improvement season and do everything I can to make sure that the next time I step on stage, my physique is day and night different to the one that I presented in October last year. Uh, And my final two takeaways from my last prep is firstly, try to avoid changing coaches midway through your prep. And I know that sounds very obvious, but I did it. I got to 12 weeks out and I changed coaches and it was the best decision for me in the moment. But looking back, probably either A, shouldn't have done it completely or B, probably should have pushed back my prep and maybe done season A. But I made the decision and I did it and I still made it to the stage. And even though it was not ideal, I did it. And my final takeaway is to have some more faith in myself, in my physique and in my ability. I really struggled with the whole lack of self-confidence and self-doubt and low esteem and all those kinds of things. And I just, I didn't think I was good enough. And I didn't think that I had the physique to even be on stage, let alone be in the wellness division. I didn't think I had, you know, I just, I didn't feel satisfied. Like, I just feel like there's going to be a prep. There's going to come a day where I prep and I make it to stage and I just know that I have left literally zero stones unturned. I did everything I could in my power to make it to that stage. And I just don't think I did that last prep. So I think that then stemmed onto my lack of faith in myself and in my physique and in my ability. And I just think it was like, basically, long story short, everything comes back to mindset. And I just have a lot of things that I will improve upon for my next prep. So yeah, that's that question answered. So the second question I got asked is, what would you say your best and worst quality is? This one was hard. Like this almost equals to the question of tell me about yourself in my eyes. I really, so I obviously took some time and dot pointed my answers to these questions um, so that I wasn't kind of like, sitting here umming and ahhing about what I would answer. Uh, So my best quality, I believe one of my best qualities is that I'm resilient. And my other one I would say is that I'm driven. So resilience wise, I believe that I over the years have developed the ability to get back up after I fall down and It's more than just my bodybuilding and my health and fitness ventures. It's just in day-to-day life. I have the ability to rationalize that whatever I'm going through is not going to be the worst thing that's going to happen to me. It's not the worst of the worst. You know, it's not 
there's there's worse scenarios out there and obviously I'm allowed to still feel my feels and I still do but I also know that I can rationalize all of that and I can always come back from whatever it is I'm going through and I can always rationalize in the moment that the bad time that I'm going through or the circumstance that I've been put in will always strengthen me in the long run and I'll always be able to take something from whatever it is that I'm going through so that is one of my better qualities and my other better quality is my drive and now I didn't I haven't always had this kind of drive I've definitely had to work on it over the years but in whatever circumstance I'm in I know that I have the ability to work extremely hard and again it's more than just bodybuilding it's more than just my health and fitness it's more than just that you know those kinds of things I just am very willing to work hard in whatever avenue in my life and I guess that stems from when I was a kid and when I I mean I spoke to it in my first episode but when I was a kid I just wanted to be the best at everything and it used to be a competitive thing like I wanted to be better than the person next to me but now it's a competitive thing in that I just want to be better than I was the day before like it's only me against me and I know that sounds super cliche And I almost cringe at myself for saying, you know, it's you versus you or it's me against me. But all these cliche sayings are so true. So like I have a strong why behind anything I do. I know that if I don't have that strong why behind something, I just won't do it. I won't commit myself to something if I don't have that there. And so given that I will only ever do something or commit myself to doing something if I have that strong why it just plays with the fact that I have such a high drive in life. And I mean, basically speaking, I can apply that to my bodybuilding. I can apply that to my university. I can apply that to my work and my online coaching, but I can apply it to anything that comes in life in the future as well. And my worst quality, I could say a few things here and that's not being negative on myself. That's just, I feel like we can be very critical of ourselves and it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as you can also take away the positives from you and your personality and all of that. So one of my worst qualities I would say is my self-doubt and I mean my partner will attest to this because we literally were only talking about it like a week ago but I can in certain situations become too focused on the negative and I find myself in this rut where all I can think about is the negative or the worst case scenario or I kind of allow the negativity to shadow anything that was positive or anything good in the situation or anything positive about myself so I sometimes and especially when it comes to my health and fitness I get into these little ruts where I just everything's negative like no matter what I do no matter what I say no matter who I talk to it's a negative outcome So that would be one of my worst qualities. I also, as I alluded to earlier in this episode, I take into account other people's feelings more than my own. And I know this can also be a positive thing, but the negative side of it in my case is that I will sometimes base my decisions and my choices on other people. So I will make a choice or decide to do something based on what's going to cause someone else the least amount of disruption or cause me the least amount of guilt. And I feel guilt so easily, as I said, like I just feel it. It is 
the easiest thing for me to feel negatively speaking. So I have had this like constant cycle throughout my life where I will kind of stop myself from making the best choice for myself because I'm trying to avoid conflict or I'm feeling guilty about how someone else is going to take it or I'm, you know, thinking that the decision is going to make someone feel upset. So then I'm like, well, I don't want them to feel upset. So even though it's going to disadvantage me or even though I'm not going to feel the best I could feel, I'm still going to make the decision that's going to make them feel the best, if that all makes sense. And I guess my other one is that I have major, major comparison issues. I compare myself to everyone, to anything, to every scenario. And it's more than just physical. Like I do have that side of me where I compare myself physically, like my physique to other people's physiques. And I know that that's so silly because genetics and performance enhancing drugs and age and all of those things come into play. But I also compare myself in terms of where I'm at in my life. Like I feel like sometimes uni, for example, I'm 24 and I've been in university since I graduated high school. So that was from 2017 to now 2023. And I have not graduated with a bachelor's degree and most bachelor's degrees are between three to four years. So me being in university since 2017, I could have had a bachelor's degree by now had I not changed my mind seven times. So then I'll compare myself to other people that I graduated with who do have the bachelor's degree, for example. Um, So that would be one of my not so great qualities of myself, but I am always working on them and I believe I'm very self-aware of all of my more negative qualities, which I think is a good thing to take away from all of that. Next question. I already feel like I have been speaking for like 30 minutes and I feel like my voice is starting to get the raspiness and the huskiness to it because I've been talking for so long. But the third question for today is, do you have any regrets? This is a deep question. It can be super lighthearted or it can be as deep as you want it to be. And I think it is also a hard question because I don't think I can sit here and say I have this like major regret in life because I don't. I think everything that you go through and everything that you decide and everything that you experience shapes you into the person you are. And I feel like if I was to sit here and say I regret that life event that occurred in 2021 in October on that specific day, then maybe had that life event occurred or not occurred, whatever the scenario may be, I might not be who I am today or I might not be where I am today or I might not have made the decisions the two years following that day. So I just think I don't necessarily regret anything. But if I was to actually speak to something, I guess a regret of mine would be doing things for longer than I wanted to to appeal others. And as an example of this, horse riding. So I spoke to my horse riding in my first episode and I think I knew that I didn't want to horse ride any longer about a year before I actually made the decision. And obviously I don't regret spending that extra year riding Duke and I sometimes to this day still miss it. I go and watch my sister ride every now and then as well. But I also think 
if I had stopped when I wanted to stop, what would my life look like now? What would I have done? What extra time would I have had to achieve A, B, and C? Uh, So that's probably the one thing I do regret. And it's not just applicable to horse riding, but that's just the example I have. My other regret, I guess, which kind of alludes back to my worst quality, is that I regret not speaking my mind as much as I could have and should have to avoid conflict. Now, I hate conflict. I will try and avoid conflict at all costs, but I just think there is a time and place where conflict is a given and you do need to speak your mind and stand up for yourself and not let people walk over you. And I just think I have done that exact opposite for too long. So I think that would be a regret of mine. But overall, I don't have any regrets. Next question. What do you want to achieve out of online coaching? Hmm. Basically speaking, I want to consistently provide individualized evidence-based coaching. I want to do that for both lifestyle clients and eventually competition prep clients. Very cliche of me again, but I want to be the person that I needed and do still need for someone else. Um, I want to help people achieve incredible things. I want to influence in a positive manner. I want to somehow tie all of my passions into a coaching model that encompasses everything I love and everything I'm about and everything I want to do in life and everything I want to present and kind of tie it all in and produce something that's very unique to me and my personality and who I am. Uh, I know that probably doesn't make any sense because I haven't quite worked out how to tie it all in yet, but I guess I grew up and every single person that asked me what I wanted to do when I was older or asked me what I had thought about doing when I had left school um, would say, you should be a teacher because you're smart. And I'm doing quotation marks on that. But to me, a teacher, when people told me you should be a teacher, I was like, oh, that's a primary school teacher or a high school teacher. I don't want to teach school students how to do math and English. Like that doesn't appeal to me, which is completely fine. It just didn't appeal to me. But now looking back on those comments, a teacher is more than just a primary school teacher or a high school teacher. And I guess another term for it could be leader. Like I want to be a leader, however that may look. And I guess I want to be a leader in a way that ties back to me trying to tie all of my passions into a coaching model that is unique to me and that encompasses everything I love into one. And I know that was all a roundabout way of answering that question, but that is where my head's at right now. Ah, next question. Do you prefer meal plans or flexible dieting? This one is super simple for me. I think there is a time and place for both. I think neither is right, neither is wrong. For myself personally, I kind of do both. I will sit down on a Saturday or Sunday and I will make a meal plan for myself for the week coming. So for the Monday to Sunday, but then I'll eat the same thing Monday to Sunday. So I'm flexible dieting when I make the meal plan, but then I'm following a meal plan Monday to Sunday. But then if something comes up in terms of a social event or I don't know, the grocery stores out of something I need on that meal plan, I will flexibly diet and make a change. 
I do like to go on an actual specifically made for me meal plan at a specific point in prep just to kind of like get rid of any anomalies, get rid of any potential for flare-ups in the gut or errors in trucking, etc. Um, but generally speaking, I make a meal plan on a Sunday and follow that Monday to Sunday and then repeat again for the following week and just change things up. Next question, a little bit different. How did you and your partner meet? I laughed when I got this question because whenever I put up question boxes on my stories, I get 722 questions asking if I'm single. And every single time I say I am not single and it's the same answer every single time, but people still ask the same question. So no, I am not single. I have a partner. And how did we meet? We met at the gym. (laughs) And that is such a typical answer from me who spends besides being at home and at work, the rest of my life at the gym. Uh, But long story short, at the time we met, he had only just moved back from Melbourne and I had only just moved home gyms. So I used to train at the World Gym in Burpengary and I had moved to World Gym in Brendale. He had moved back from Melbourne and had just like re-signed up for World Gym Brendale. And I remember the day so clearly. I firstly have the worst resting I don't know if I can swear on this podcast but resting bitch face in the gym it is terrible like I sometimes have to like pull myself out of it because I can feel my face frowning and I remember I was wearing the brightest outfit it was like these multicolored tights they were like green and orange and yellow and if you follow me for a while and you've seen me at the gym you'll know exactly which ones I'm talking about but I was wearing those so you could literally not miss me. Like I could have been in the biggest shopping center packed with people and you would see this little five foot two bull of anger walking around with like the brightest tights on. And I remember the gym session. I'd never seen him before. So it must've been like one of his perhaps first sessions back post moving from Melbourne. And it was just like a constant cycle of like, I'd look at him and then he'd look my way and then I'd look away because he was looking my way. And it was like, we spent the whole gym session doing that. So it was just a back and forth of that. And then it came to me later in that session that I feel like I was like giving him a little smile. I was like looking really pleasant and nice. And then, and then to find out later that I was this ball of anger that walked around the gym with the brightest clothing on. And I didn't give off the best, great, the best, greatest first impression that way. So that was that. And then I didn't see him again from what I can remember, but I do remember putting up something on my Instagram story before New Year's Eve, just asking what everyone's plans were. And I had no idea that he had followed me or he found me on Instagram or, I mean, it wouldn't have been hard because I would have just posted something like a selfie in the exact same tights and the World Gym Instagram would have just shared it to their story. Uh, So he'd obviously found me on Instagram and he replied to that question box I'd put up asking what people's New Year's Eve plans were. And I actually generally wouldn't have replied back to people. I don't think I replied to anyone that put an answer in that question box. But for some reason, I replied to him and the rest is history. That began the conversation and that's where we, how we met. Um... Besides that, though, we properly met per se, like outside of the gym around the Christmas, New Year's Eve break. Um, And we just the first time we met properly, we spent just like hours and hours and hours just talking about literally anything and everything. 
And then for about three months post meeting him, I kind of kept him around, but never a hundred percent because it was like the typical scared of the nice guy kind of situation. And I guess my experiences with males prior to meeting him weren't the best. And I, it was kind of like an almost too good to be true situation. I was like, well, if I don't allow myself to be hurt and I don't put myself in a situation where I could get hurt, then I won't get hurt. Uh, And then it got to a point where it was kind of like, you have to decide you're either in it or we're not friends because it got to a point where both of us had too strong of feelings to just remain as friends and it was just too hard to remain as friends. So yeah, it got to that and I obviously decided that I was not being a nice person and I was kind of keeping him at arm's length and we've been together ever since so that's that (laughs) next question are you confident my answer to this question is both yes and both no I would say yes I am confident in myself I in the sense that I, I know who I am I know what I want I know where I want to go I know what I want out of life I'm confident in myself as a person. I would say I'm not confident in terms of personality. I get very anxious in crowded situations, social events. I get really anxious. I am very much an introvert and my cup is filled up with my own energy. Uh, So I'm a bit of both. I am confident individually, but not so confident in public, if that makes sense. Favorite thing to train. When I first started in the gym and probably up until maybe my most recent prep, my favorite thing to train was lower body. I would have skipped every single upper body session just to do lower body. And I think that comes from the fact that I was really, really, really strong in my lower body and just not so strong in my upper body. And I got the satisfaction of lifting heavier and doing more when I was doing lower body. And then when I was doing upper body, it was like, oh, I can't get past this dumbbell weight. I can't move this for more than three reps. And it was very demotivating to do upper body, but very motivating to do lower body. And then I think when I got into prep and my energy expenditure was very high, my energy levels were very low, upper body was easier to train than lower body. And visually, I see my upper body come in first over my lower body. So upper body became more motivating to train, whereas lower body became more demotivating to train. And I think now, if I had to choose what my favorite thing to train is, I think it is back to being like glutes and hamstrings. If I had to choose a specific body part, I prefer lower body over upper body, but in the lower body, I prefer glutes and hamstrings over quads because quads just hurt. So, Next question, cheat meal of choice. I do not like the connotation of a cheat meal, but I am very, very, very basic in my choice of foods. I'm very uncultured when it comes to foods. And so my cheat meal of choice or my meal, if my coach was to say, go and have a free meal, would be sushi. And If I had to choose a dessert, it would just be ice cream, specifically Baskin and Robbins ice cream with the flavor being, uh, there's a 
cheesecake flavor, like a strawberry cheesecake flavor. I think that would be my flavor of choice. Um, future competing goals. So very, very open in that I am trying, (laughs) trying, I am going to be competing in the wellness division in both IFBB and WBFF in season B 2024. So that looks about IFBB should be roughly the first week of October. Generally speaking, WBFF is like the last week of October slash first week of November. I, so that's kind of like my basic overall goal at the moment, long-term, like longer than next year, long-term. I have decades left in this sport. I'm only 24, so I don't have anything specifically planned post my current plan of competing end of next year, but I know there's more in me and I know I'm not finished with the sport post me competing end of next year. Uh, Overall, leading up until the end of next year, my current goal is to build. I need to maximize this improvement season for all that it's worth. I, generally speaking, don't have any specific body parts I need to bring up. I kind of just need to bring everything up, Uh, being wellness and only being a couple years deep into my bodybuilding ventures, I am at the stage where I can just bring everything up. I can just gain size everywhere. Uh, So my current goal is to bring everything up and my goal in the actual prep is to just increase and improve my conditioning tenfold to what I did last year. And then I guess when I take it back to the question about my takeaways from my preps, I do have specific goals I have in mind for the actual prep itself. Like I, for instance, don't want to let my training suffer just because I'm in a prep. I want to put in 110% every single training session I do, no matter what stage of the prep I'm in. Uh, Mindset wise, I just want to have a stronger mindset than the last prep I want to I mean, I'm going into this prep knowing that I can do it and I can make it to stage. Whereas the last prep that I did, I had never made it to stage. And to no fault of my own, it was COVID cancelled two of my shows. But I hadn't had that experience on stage to know that I could do it. So I guess I just have these little things that I want to improve upon in my actual prep. But overall, future competing goals is season B 2024. Last two questions. So the second last question is, what are your best lifts? And I'm assuming this is the three. So squat, deadlift, and bench. Squat. My squat was the strongest lift that I had for a long time there. And that's because when I was unstructured in my training and didn't have a coach, I would squat whenever I could. So obviously the more you practice at something, the better you get at it. So I think my my best lift in terms of my squat is maybe like 130 kilos for a couple reps. I never really did one RMs with squats because I never had a spotter and I was always scared to like fail it, even though I had the uh, bars up. So I just never aimed for a one RM, but I'd say I'm pretty sure from memory, I've done maybe five to six reps at 130 kilos which is pretty good. I always used to want to get two times my body weight, which at the moment would be 150 kilos. Do the math and you'll know my body weight. (laughs) Um, So that was always a goal of mine, but that kind of lifting doesn't necessarily align with my bodybuilding ventures. So I will leave it at the 130 kilos. 
my deadlift best, again, I stopped doing 1RMs when I suffered a major injury whilst deadlifting a few years ago. So my my best four reps is about 132.5-ish kilos. I think my last block I did, I might have done that for maybe five reps. So that, again, is also pretty good and even more impressive coming back from the injury I did suffer a few years ago. And my bench best is probably 40 kilos because I don't bench. The closest thing I get to a like a standard typical barbell bench press is uh, inclined dumbbell chest press. So I'd say if I actually practiced more of bench, I'd be able to do a lot more than I can, but it's probably just 40 kilos. And the final question of today is, would you ever do powerlifting? So I have thought about powerlifting before, and I used to think about it more so when I prepped the first and second time. I used to always have the plan that I was going to do a bodybuilding prep, and then in my off-season between the current and the next prep, I was going to do powerlifting. Old me thought I could cycle between the two, and don't get me wrong, you definitely can. Current me doesn't see powerlifting and the training of powerlifting aligning with my bodybuilding endeavors in the wellness division. So I do not have any plans of trying to powerlift, but should I ever stop bodybuilding and stop competing, I might dip my toes in powerlifting. And that is all the questions for today. That was, I hope, I mean, I can't see how long I've been recording for, but I hope that is not 45 minutes of me just chatting away. Ending off this episode with a weekly recommendation, takeaway or tip. My weekly takeaway for this past week is to always do what is right by you and what is best for you and never feel guilty for doing so. Because at the end of the day, it's your life anyways. So what do you get out of doing something that you don't really want to do to please someone else? Thank you everyone for listening. I apologize in advance if that was 50 minutes of me talking gibberish. The next episode, next week's episode is going to be a solo topic episode. I will release the actual topic later on in the week. But for now, I hope you have had a wonderful week. I hope you have had a wonderful Sunday, Monday when you're listening to this. And I hope you have an amazing week ahead. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Behind Her Mind podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, a follow and a review on whichever platform you are listening from would mean the absolute world. For guest and topic suggestions and to keep up to date with all things Behind Her Mind, please come and connect with us on Instagram at Behind Her Mind Pod. I will be in your ears again next Monday, so stay tuned. <laughs>